Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for listening to Unfiltered Faith. Um, It's Emily, and I'm going to be sharing a devotion with you all today. So this is our second devotion for the month of December, and we are in the topic of what is your identity? So I am in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12, sorry, (laughs) chapter 3, verse 12 through chapter 4, verse 1. So if you have your Bible, open it up and read along. Otherwise, you can just listen and I will go through it. So we're going to get started here in 3 verse 12. Now that I have already obtained all this or I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. In life, on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already obtained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there. The Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Okay, so that is our text for today. And um, like I said, we're talking about what is your identity. So I'm going to just go through the verses. There's quite a few things in there. Also, some background. This is written by Paul. Philippians is written by Paul. Um, So I'm just going to jump in. And this, again, is a letter. So just keep in mind that like when you read through this, which I really do recommend going through and reading the whole book because it is a letter and letters are meant to be read as a whole thing. So um, to get some more context, I recommend going through that, but I'm just going to focus on these verses now. So verse 12, um, he talks about obtaining a goal and we don't really know what that goal is. There's probably a lot of theologians that have said stuff about that. And there's also some context earlier on in this book. However, I want you to consider your goal. Like what is something that you have always wanted or you've always strived for like what's been your purpose or goal in life I guess um and it says that he's been pressing on to take hold of that just as Jesus took hold of me so Paul's not just talking about a goal that he has but it's what God has destined for him so it's like God's will for Paul and it's that goal that thing that he's striving for in relation with God so um verse 13 goes on to explain further that I do not consider myself to yet have taken hold of it but one thing I do forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead press on towards the goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus so that gives a little bit more context like this goal is the thing that 
he wants to achieve almost with Christ. And so I'm just going to jump right in real quick. So there's a few things in between. Um, first of all, Paul says, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Um, sin is something that we can get so lost in and distracted in, and it almost becomes our identity. A lot of people associate the things that they've done with who they are or what people have called them with who they are. They, we always give each other labels and we give ourselves labels, but it's important to know that Christ has called you by your name and he sees you as his son and daughter, pure and blameless before him. And so you are not defined by your sins. You are not defined by your past or the things that you've done. Even the things you've done yesterday, even the things you did this morning, you are not defined by those things. And so that's extremely important. And I really like that verse because he's saying he's straining instead towards what is ahead because it's really easy to dwell on the past. Um, and we just need to move on and keep going towards what's forward. Like, yes, the past is important. It gives us character, builds things for us. And, and they do hold our testimony. So the past is important. However, we should always be focusing on that goal ahead and don't let it trip you up or make you not as comfortable or not as aware of what could come. So then to go in further in verse 14, it talks about that prize. It's that heavenly prize that Christ has called him heavenward. And um, one thing I want to say is that Faith isn't something that you will get to a point where you're just good and you know everything and then it's like, well, now I can just like chill and do whatever. Like faith is something that will always continue to grow. It always can grow. It always has that capability because there's so much to know about God. There's so much to know about the word and what he says and his will. So you, we might grow stagnant in faith, but faith is something that we never have to go stagnant in if that makes sense. So it's like, it's never like we are going to run out of opportunities to keep on reaching new goals, to keep on seeing new sights. So this obtaining of the goal is like, it's okay if you're not necessarily where you want to be with Christ yet, because you're going to continue to grow and you're going to continue to move farther and farther along in your faith and in your journey with God. And that's going to continue to set that goal farther along you're going to get to new levels so just wanted to say that for that part and then moving on to verse 15 um the caption or the head title is following paul's example and this is really important because it says that um and if on some point you think differently that to god will make clear to you only let us live up to what we have already obtained join together in following my example brothers and sisters just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. So that's verse 17. And it's really important that we do surround ourselves with people of a like mind. The Bible talks about like-mindedness and the church and just being one. And this points that out. It is very important that we keep our eyes on people who live as we do, meaning people who set a a godly example, people that are walking strong in their faith, because we can get so easily distracted. There are so many temptations in this world, and if we're not following God, if our eyes aren't set on that always and completely, if our minds aren't 
determined to stay on that path, then we will easily go off on our own. Sin is going to come over us. The devil will attack us. And this isn't saying that you can't hang out with people or you can't have friends who aren't believers. But it's saying that you should be surrounding yourself and trying to live out the lives and walk almost in the path that that your mentors have walked in. So if you don't have a person that is super strong in the faith, um, I mean, you can reach out to our Instagram, but there are so many people at churches. Like, that's why there's elders. That's why we're a whole congregation, because we need to lean on each other, because we can't do this alone as Christians. We're supposed to be walking with fellow Christians and fellow believers. And so we shouldn't be distracted by all of these people. Like, if you're if you are only surrounded by people who don't believe in God or who aren't engaged with that or just like don't want to talk about it, don't have those conversations, then you will easily just feel like you've been shut out or like shut down because if they're not bringing that lively conversation, then you aren't having the ability to grow in your faith and let the gospel like flow from your mouth because you learn when you're with people of a like mind. So that's just something it's really important to take a look in your own life like who even like who is your best friend is your best friend a believer and if they are not that's okay because you're pouring into them but are you following their ways more than you're following the church or like are you following their their ways more than you're following what Christ has called you to be so that's a really important verse and then um a little farther down, it gives the reason for that. It says, their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is their shame. When you're not walking with Christ, we know that when when you're not a believer, you're not saved, and therefore they are walking in destruction. That's their destiny, because if you don't know Christ, then you don't have that eternal life promised to you. And it says that their God is their stomach. That means like they are driven by what they want and by what they want to do and they live to eat to work to do whatever it, their life is their idol not not God and their glory is their shame that means that they're walking in their sin and that their sin is glorified because this world glorifies sin it does and instead of con- like instead of the convictions that we get as Christians they're probably being glorified by that sin by everyone around them in the world. And so their minds are set on earthly things, it says, but our citizenship is in heaven. And um, in our previous podcast, we've been talking, it seems like every week that this is not our eternal home. For some reason, that just keeps coming up, which is a great thing (laughs) to keep coming up. But it's like, this is not our eternal home. Our citizenship is in heaven. And so our minds and our eyes shouldn't be on the things of this world or the idols or the people in it even. It should be on Christ because we know that that's our salvation. That's what really matters. That's our eternity. So that is also a great reminder. And then um, moving on to verse 21, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. So I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Um, When we get to heaven, we know that we will be given a new body, right? Because we're not going to be walking in sin anymore. We won't be sinners anymore. We'll be made pure and righteous. And so 
we won't have these bodies, which is an amazing thing because it's like these bodies are connected to the sin and bad experiences, whatever, and like disabilities, sickness, all of that. But even here on this earth, I wanted to point out that he even transforms our hearts and our minds on this earth. It's not just when we get to heaven, but even he will transform our lowly bodies here that we have now to make them more glorious, meaning that he will physically, or not physically, but he, I mean, he can physically, he can perform miracles, but he will change your thoughts and he will change your heart and the words that you say. And you will see that transformation here on this earth, which is just a testimony within itself. And moving on, last but not least, chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. So this is almost like a little bit of a wrap-up of the the letter in a way of um, chapter 3. Earlier on in chapter 2, It talks a lot about humility in Philippians. It talks about how we are to be loving our neighbors as ourselves. And I just wanted to point out that Paul here says that my joy and my crown, and he's talking about his brothers and sisters. He's saying that they are the people that he loves and he longs for. And I just want to challenge you now that are we living in a way of humility? And also, what would it look like if we were willing to give and care for others more than ourselves. That is so hard to do. And it's honestly frowned upon today. Like we don't give to others like at all. It's more about us. It's about what we want. It's about when we receive gifts, it's like, what are we getting? Not what are we giving away? And so that's a challenge for you. On Look at your life and look at your actions. And are we truly loving and giving crowns to the others and taking it off of our own heads and just walking in humility and serving them, not ourselves. So that's the text. And now I just want to talk a little bit about the topic of what is your identity based off that. So one, we know that heaven is our eternal home. And it also talks about how Jesus and God, they transform our bodies. So we don't have to be a part of this earth. We are not conformed to this world. And we don't have to walk with the people. We don't have to walk with the like-mindedness of this world. But we can be set apart. And that is huge. So your identity. You can change. God will and can change your whole entire life. And if you haven't given your life to Him, you can today. You can right now. You can do that and truly say, God, I want to be changed. I want to be changed by you fully and completely. And I want you to just take my mind and take my heart and give it to you. So, yeah, that's that's our devotion for today. And thank you for listening in. Um, there's a lot in that text, honestly. And if you want to go back through, I recommend going back through, listening through it. Or sorry, <laughs> reading through it. Um, But share this with your friends and family and pray that you have a blessed rest of your night or day whenever you're listening to this. Yeah, and tune in for next week's devotions and some questions we will have. Go over to at Prairie FCA on Instagram to send in some questions if you have any. Thank you. Bye.